dear listeners. Well, it's not uh, so easy to speak. Just after the terrible news made it known to us, um, for the for the um, for those three guys that were kidnapped. And um, it's a very difficult day. Yesterday was most sad day. Um, and I think that we cannot just skip on it or pass over and just start um, a radio show as usual. Um, I would like to say a few words about um what happened and what is the Jewish perspective of it and how we as Jews have to look at it and how we have to accept this um this terrible case and um I would like to speak um to speak on it. Um you know that there is something very wondering in the Torah. You know that the creation of Hashem since the world created there were a lot of tzaddikim, a lot of generations with the greatest tzaddikim. And as you know, every tzaddik, he knows Hashem better than us. Because he can see Hashem in every single thing in the world. Every single item in the world, he can see Hashem. And um, there's something very wondering um, Moshe Rabbeinu was the most closest person to Hashem. I don't think ever there was one being most, being more close to Hashem than Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hashem a question. How any na he asked from Hashem, please, I would like to see your honor, your glory. Where can I find it in the world? Which place I have to look at to see your glory um, revealed? And Hashem answered to Moshe Rabbeinu, and he says, I will put you in some place. And I will hide myself by my palms against your eyes, 
And when I remove my palm from your eyes, you can see my back. Well, um, indeed, it's very difficult to understand because we know that Hashem has no body, has no form of body. And lo guf and lo guf. So what does that mean? Rashi says on that pasuk. Rashi says, Hashem showed to Moshe Rabbeinu the rare tight of the tefillin that actually laid on the hinterland, on the neck. And it's 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 not understand what the the Hashem answers has to do with the question of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu asks, Please show me where is your glory revealed in this world? And Hashem tells him, You have to look at the Kesher Shel Tfilin, on the rare tie of the Tefillin. What is mean? For answer, um, this question, we have to learn some issue in the Torah. We have two issues of murderers. There is a murderer which murdered, which killed someone accidentally. We call it Otzeach Bishgaga, by accident. And there is another murderer that he murdering um, in purpose. It means Rotzeach B'mezid. And the Torah discovered us the punishment of both of them. The first one who um, killed someone by accident has to going out and has to go to the Ir Miklat safe city that he can be there and he must stay there until the Kohen Gadol of, of this generation will die then he can come back to his home it's kind of jail for him this is his punishment. But the Rotech B'mezid, someone who killed someone else in purpose, his punishment is to die. We have to kill him also. And this is the Torah law. And Rashi speak about it and teach us and gives us an example. Let's see that we have an online camera right now in one of the forests outside in Russia. And 
only us can see live broadcasting from this camera, and we see young man, a Jew, that he's going to to his work, and his work is to cut off trees. And while he's working, suddenly he took the 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 eggs, and he wants to hit the tree, and then the iron break up from the stick and kill someone. In the first moment, he's totally in shock. I murdered someone? It's very difficult feeling for a Jew. But after a while, he thinks to himself and he says, oh no, I'm going to go to Irmiklat, I'm going to go to this kind of jail, unlimited time, until the Kohena Gadol will die, not acceptable. I have a job. I have a family. I have kids. I cannot just breaking up. So he look. He looks around, and he sees that nobody saw him. Then he dig in the ground, put the body inside, and covered it. Then he washes his hands in the river and comes back to his home and nobody knows he is the killer. I have no way to imagine to describe for you how much sorrow I had to that family that his father is gone and nobody knows about him. But people doesn't even imagine one of the neighbors, he actually the murderer. And this murderer going out freely and people even respecting him, even giving him Aliyah la Torah, nobody even imagined this is the murderer. Now, let's say that we shut down the screen and the broadcasting is just cut off. Most of us asking, Hashem, what's going on here? And din ve'en dayan shalom? There is no judgment of the heaven? Someone who killed someone else? Indeed, by accident. But he, but he deserves the punishment. He has to be in Irmiklat, he has to be in jail. And he's going outside, healthy, no problem. What's going on here? Now, for the example, let's say that we turn on another camera with live broadcasting from another place in Africa, in one of the forests. There we see someone else, also a Jew, going to his work to cut off trees with an axe. And suddenly he recognized one of 
his bad friend, someone that he so hates him. He just waited for the opportunity to kill him. And finally, he found a chance to do that. So he is looking around. Nobody sees him besides us, but we cannot be involved. We're just watching this movie. And then we see we see him, how, how he comes behind him and killed him in purpose. After that, he also digging the ground, put him down, and covered him, washed his hands in the river, and comes back to his home just like nothing has happened. And we also ask, we see all the people around him, they don't even imagine he is the murderer. And people respecting him, people think that he is a, a person with values. But just us know the truth about him. Nobody else, and we cannot be involved. Now we shut off the screen. What people say, Hashem and Din and Dayan, there is no judgment, judgment in a heaven. Look at him. He has no any problem, no Parnassah issues, no Chinuch Yeladim issues, full health, any issues in his life. And we ask, why Hashem? Why you manage your world that way. Well, Rashi goes on and explains it. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing with those two guys? Gosh, make those two people to meet in a tourist center, like a place like Times Square, three million tourists in a year. And then Hashem makes a situation that that murder and purpose will climb up on a ladder, and that murder who murdered by accident, see just under the, that letter, and then the one who climbs up, falling down, just straight the head on the other's head and killed him. So the murderer in purpose who sought down under the letter died. Immediately. So he got his punishment. And the other one who climbs up the ladder, that murderer by accident, now he cannot hide it. Now he also killed someone by accident, but all the world show, saw, saw him. So he's afraid, so he immediately running away to the Ir Miklat, to that kind of jail. So Hashem actually gathering those two people and each one of them 
receiving his punishment, that he deserves it by the Torah law. So Moshe Rabbeinu asks Hashem, Where can I find your glory, your leadership of the world? Where can I find it in the world? Which place it's revealed? And Moshe Rabbeinu says, maybe I can look at the sky. When I see the heaven so huge, maybe if I look at that, your glory revealed at it. Or maybe I have to look deep down under the ocean. All the smart thing of the creation, maybe there they can I find your glory. Which place I have to focus in to show your most glory revealed? And Hashem tells him, Kesher shel tefillin. The rare tie of the tefillin. It means that if I take a known Jew and I show him someone with tefillin, and I ask him, tell me, how many strips you see on, the, on that tefillin? The tefillin of a head. He probably say, well, I see, I see two trips. But Jew one knows it's not two trips. It's not two trips. It's one. It's going through the Baichel Tfilin, and then you make a tie. And then it's splitting to two strips, but actually it is only one. That's what Hashem tries to tell Moshe Rabbeinu. I want you to know all these worlds, all the strange cases, all the wandering cases you see in the world. You have to remember all people in the world stepping on two strips and all this word going to one direction this is the Pundak Echad this is the tourist center that's Times Square and then when people getting that point each one of us each one of them getting his punishments or his rewards so precisely the places that you cannot find me, precisely the places that you, in a haze, in so dark fog, and you cannot see me, and you ask Hashem, where are you? Show me, where are you? Chas v'shalom and din v'endayan. I want you to know precisely at this place, I want you, please remember, we all stepping to one direction. We're walking to the Thai's direction. The Pundak Echad, the place in the end of this world, in the 
day of the Geulah, you will see that each one of the eve of, of the violently will getting his punishment and each one of the tzaddikim will get his reward. That's why Hashem showed him Kesha Shel the tie of the Tfilin. If you look for the glory of Hashem, if you look to find the leadership of Hashem in this world, you can find it precisely in the places, in the cases that you ask Hashem, where are you? Well, we're too small to try and explain Hashem deeds and why it's happened. And we all said about those sad, deeply sad phony roles we just saw yesterday. And we ask Hashem from that from this point, please Hashem, do not bring any Zerotlaot on Am Israel. And we always remember and we ask Hashem, please, we cannot trust anyone. We cannot trust the government. We cannot trust Prime Minister. We cannot trust the army. It's all nonsense. And it's necessary for Hashem if He wants to make Nikmas Dam Avadava Shafuch. We have to remember it. This is a very sad day, and I hope I have the powers to go on with our regular radio show dealing on um, challenges and raising children. And if you have a question, I'm inviting you right now to text us 347-927-8398. I repeat, text messages only, 347-927-8398. And also, if you want to be with us on air, you can just call us, 718-683-5858. And today, Bezat Hashem, um, I choose a few subjects that I would like to attend because I see uh, from, from your questions it's not clear enough. So Bezad Hashem, you stay with us. We're going to a small musical break. And don't go anywhere. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Bezad Rain and we came to the toy for 
לתוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי Thank you. 
Well, uh, dear listeners, hello, we hear you back. Um, you're listening to Havet Anolad with me, Abraham Barzilai. And now we go on with our um, regular um, radio show. Uh, well, before we start, I would like to say that I think one of the gains that we got from those 18 difficult days past um, is the unity of, of, of Am Israel together. And this unity, I think it's, it's the most gain that we actually got from all over those 18 days, and we have to keep it. Um, I would like to announce that Bezat Hashem, each one of you, the listeners, who wants to dedicate series of lectures um, of mine um, for those um, dear souls. And we know, and because of my um, um, job, let's call it, I see that uh, precisely in America, the people, Jewish people living um, involved, non-Jews, and there is an habit and something like this that sometimes we can see that people not going um, in the Torah way because of their um, environment and they uh, assimilate with non-Jews and it's very, very painful because we see a lot of challenges of chinuch, especially in teenagers. And I think that most of those issues, um, we couldn't, we could, uh, to fix it up, if parents should know a few principles of education, very basic things. So. Um, we choose very important lectures for parents, parents for uh, parents to uh, uh, young children that they can, they can, and they have the abilities to build them up. they will keep the Torah way. So we offer um, 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 free. Uh, distribution of CDs of mine. Uh, someone who wants to dedicate it, it's going by units of 500, 500 CDs um, that we're distributing uh, for free. Someone who wants to dedicate it, it's $1 per CD going by units of 500. So if you want to, um, listeners in New York, to save and to help um, your friends, your community. Jebezat Hashem, we should not uh, hear from so many, many issues of raising children. I'm uh, inviting you um, to call Jebezat Radio and Bezat Hashem. Um, they will give you details. Well, um, today, as I told you, I would like to speak about a few subjects, uh, very basic and uh, I hope that Bezat Hashem, um, you have the gain of it. Well, the first subject, subject that we just uh, finished in a previous lecture 
was the discipline. We're speaking a lot of discipline, and as much as we're speaking on it, I see it's not enough. There is uh, one perspective I would like to emphasize again and again because I think it's most important thing to know when we're approaching the issues of discipline. Most of parents want and desire to raise disciplined children <laughs> Sorry, because it's uncomfortable when your child refusing again and again to your orders. And this is the most thing that actually um, makes us nervous, because if I say something and my child is undisciplined to me, it's getting me nervous, and I don't feel that I can suffer it, I can take it. And then my response is very nervous. And nervousness and discipline getting the total opposite results. And we have to remember it. I always mentioned what Hashem told to Abraham Avinu. Abraham Avinu was standing successful with ten nisyonot. Hashem tries him for ten times. Very difficult. The most difficult was to sacrifice his own son. And it's not so simple because Avraham Avinu was lectured all over the world, and he announces that Hashem created His Word because He chose the life. He doesn't want us to die, because uh, all the nations around was usually sacrificed their senior son, for there is Avodat Elilim, and they believed that way, the Elilim were not getting angry. They will get this sacrifice, this victim, and that's it. And Abraham Avinu was fighting that attitude. And he said, if Hashem, if Hashem created this world, He wants us to live. He wants us to be alive. He doesn't want us to die. And suddenly Hashem Himself tells him, take your only son, and I want you to sacrifice him. It was very, very dangerous, Nisayon. It's not simple. What all the nations around are going to say, how are they going to look at you? You are a liar. You are a phony. You just pretend yourself. Look what you're doing. It makes people going out of the way. But Abraham Avinu was knowing what Hashem tells you you have to do. You have to follow orders. And finally we saw how many schuyot we have just because of this Nisayon. In Yamim Noraim we say Please Hashem remember Akedat Yitzchak for us. Thousands of years later, we still lean on the Shut Avot. And when Avraham Avinu getting almost to his 
finished of, of his life. Hashem says, Ki yedaativ, Leman yetzavet banavet beito acharav v'shamrut mishmeret Hashem. The only thing that Avraham Avinu leave the mark in the world was ki banav the education the way he raised Yitzchak Avinu that's the most thing that Hashem praises Avraham Avinu just because of his chinuch and we all know there was three bases of this world, Torah, Avodah, and Gminut Chasadim. Torah, it's Yaakov Avinu. Avodah, Tfilah, Davening, Prayer, it's Yitzchak Avinu. And Chesed, Gminut Chasadim, it's the symbol of Avraham Avinu. Titen Emet Le'Yaakov, Chesed Le'Avraham. And Abraham is he is the symbol of Chesed, and he also the symbol of Chinuch. It's not extended accidentally. You know why? Because all the Chinuch attitude is just from a place of giving, of netina, of Chesed, of kindness. Each action you take. To raise your children, or if you want your child walking the way, you have to remember before any action you take, you have to remember, am I doing it from an inside place of giving, of a will to grant my son something? If the answer is clearly Yes, so take this action. But if you're not sure about it, you better don't do nothing. You better do not do nothing. Because the only uh, permit to dealing with Chinuch Yeladim, your own child, I'm not talking about teachers, it's Kalvachomer. I'm talking about your own child. The only permit, the only license to dealing with them, to try to educating them, it's only if you're thinking about Netina, about givenness. And it's including discipline. You have always remember. When you try to discipline your child, you might want him to be disciplined because of my comfortable. That's not a way. But if you're doing it in purpose to make him better, to grant him tools for his own life, and you are totally giving something, then you allowed. Then you allowed to take an action. And why do I say that? I say that because we have to remember discipline has directly impacted 
of our child's self-confidence. And as I mentioned in the previous lecture, the, the tone of your demands have to be in a tone of command. I mean, I told you to do that. But why, Daddy? Take the famous answer, because. That's it, just because. Because I said it. This is good reason enough for you to make it happen. You have to follow my orders. And when your child, growing up in an atmosphere of follow orders, it doesn't mean you have to choose a lot of orders. The opposite. The secret of discipline is to choose as less as you can, as less orders as you can, a few, maybe two, maybe three, that's it. But when you ask him to do that, you stay consistent, and you keeping him following your orders, then your child getting used to that fact that when mommy says something, when daddy says something, it's committing me. They're really serious. During the time his perception updated, then he knows a word, a command, has its value. It's not just talking. And when he grow up, when he decides something, something good to do in his life, when he getting to conclusion that he must change his way because he always have to be mitkadem, have to be move on with his spiritual life, then he decide to do something. He follow his own orders himself. Because that's what that's the world he know. He knows a world of follow commands, even my own commands. Second game, self confidence. When your child growing up in an environment of strong parents parents who has their decision and they follow their decision and he must keep following their order he actually internalizing in his life that he is growing up in a safe place the rules are not by his hand Maybe it's uncomfortable for the short term, but it's very good for him for the long term. He internalized, I'm not the owner of the rules. I have parents. My parents has their firmness. They are strong. They defend me. They protecting me from all bad things outside there. And it's very, very um, necessary for him, for his growing up process, to feel calm, to feel relaxed, 
to feel that he is in a strong hand. Strong hand means firmness, not means acquisition. And third gain of discipline, Yirat Shamayim, as you can see in my um, two articles that we sent you, and the few uh, in, in two last week, we sent you two articles of mine dealing with how discipline influenced the Yirat Shamayim. And who missed it, you can see those two articles on the website of jretradio.com. What is mini Rachamai? Mirachamai means that I know inside my heart that the world is not Hefker. The world is a place with rules that I have to follow them. When your child growing up in an atmosphere of following orders by his parents, when he's growing up and he's out of his parents' control, he really understands that the word is not Hefker, because he doesn't know kind of world of Hefker, because all, all over his childhood, he, know, he knew that th- there are rules. I have to follow them. There is an authority here. So when he grown, he exchanged the authority from his parents to Hashem, and he kept following the rules. That means irat shamayim. Well, dear listeners, um, this is it um, about a topic of um, to complete the topic that we just spoke in a previous lecture of the discipline. And I, I'm inviting you to keep send us your questions or your comments via three four seven. Nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. This is the number for your text message three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. If you want to call us and be with us on the air, our phone number number is seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. Tell your friends um, that you can listening uh, to all our radio shows online in the hotline seven one two. Four three two forty two seventeen. I repeat seven one two forty three twenty four two one seven. Now to your um, text message. This show is wonderful, thank you. I've learned so much this afternoon. The question that was having heavy on my heart was even partly answered. You're such a blessing. Thank you very much. How do the 13 principles of faith fit in that picture? Um, is this topic going to be picked up again? And if so, when? It's so vital. Um, well, thank you for your uh, message in the, all the topic in our radio show, actually, is um, raised up again and again um, from time to time, from time to time. And you ask about the principle of our faith, what we call in Hebrew, 
When I think it's going fit, because um, the, first of all, I have to say that my answer right now is it's, it's really partly because it's it's very wide issue. But we have to remember one thing. The first rule of the Ikare Emunah is we have to know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one and only, and He is Matsui Humashkiach. He is always involved in a small, in the most small details of our life, and He is Mashkiach. He is watching us. And you know that every miracle that people cannot recognize actually uh, happens. I mean, if you see someone, Chas V'Sholem, drawn down in the sea, drawn to die, and you imagine to yourself, who knows how much he suffered till he died. It's just for our perspective. Hashem doing a lot of times a miracle inside his body that he doesn't feel anything. He doesn't suffering. It's just seems to our eyes. So because this is a miracle, no one is gonna discover it. So Hashem can make it happen and because no one sees it, no one will know about it. So there are many, many miracles underground, undercover. We're not seeing that. So even when we hear about very um, difficult tragedies, we have to remember it's only our perspective. It's not necessary that that actually was the fact um, in that field. Well, the listeners, we're going to a small musical break, and we'll be right after that with you uh, with one more um, issue. And I'm talking about uh, the issue how to educate our children to internalize the values we try to inheriting them. So stay with us. Bevakasha.
קולות הנודדים, קולות הילדים, וכל העבודים מחפשים עוד נחמה. קולן של הדמעות, קולן של השמועות, וכל האימהות הלוחשות את הברכה. ושר אליי את שיר המעלות, משהו קרוב וטוב, פוקח בעיניי, וגם אני פתאום רואה את
מאזינים לתוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. I put all my efforts 
to educate to to educate her or him. Then that the place I go to the total failure, and they ask why. If it would happen in another topics of the life, another section of the life, I can understand. Perhaps I didn't make a, a full effort. But precisely the most important things to me that I made all the Ishtadluyot for him, actually I got the total failure at this point. And they ask why. And the very sad answer is not despite your efforts, it's because of it. It's because of them. And let me to explain a little bit more. We have to remember that actually in our usual perspective, to educate my child means to influence him, to make things happen. I mean, I want my child to make a blessing Birkat Amazon. So now I have to make it happen. How can I make how can I make my child to blessing Birkat Amazon? The first simple answer is demand him or force him. Do something, make it happen. So we ask him, please, bless Birkat Amazon. No, I don't want, not now, after a little bit. No, I want you to do it right now. We're getting nervous. Remember? It's not because, it's because it's important to us. But if we, but deep down, we can recognize it's not because of the Yerachamayim of us. It's because I'm angry. My child is not following my orders. And as I mentioned in the beginning of this lecture, Avraham Avinu, this is Amud, this is the base of the Chinuch. And Avraham Avinu is a symbol of Chesed. I have to make sure before I telling my child to blessing Birkat Amazon that I'm doing it only because of him, not because of me. And like every section in our life, like any field in our life, when we want something to happen, we're doing something, we're, we're taking an action to make it happen. And we actually duplicate this way to the education. And this is the whole big lie. Because Lamo HaMelech, you cannot put the spirit into a cage. It means... You can force him to say the text of the Birkat Amazon, but the text is not a point, not a point, not the, the educational point, and not Hashem's point. Hashem's point is, I want you to appreciate the food I gave you, and I demand you. This is Mitzvah Deoraita. I want you to bless in Birkat Amazon. Give a thank to who gave you this food to eat. And giving thanks, it's something from spirit. It's springing from the spirit. 
this is a spiritual experience. How you can imagine that you can make a spiritual experience happen by your yelling, by your demands? It's not working. All what we said about the discipline to demand them, it's just on practice things. A simple order. I want you to brush your teeth. I want you to get into the bed. I want you to eat right now your supper. These things has nothing to do with the spiritual experiences. But when we're talking about the core of education, the spiritual experiences, there's no any place of discipline. Because as much as you demand your child to do something spiritual, something you cannot demand it. Because actually this is his um, um, on experiences. You cannot force him what to feel and what, what not to feel. When you ask your child to say Kriyat Shema or you want him to dove in, in, the, in the shul, you can force him to read the text. Or even if we're talking about the Tznihut, you can force your daughter to wear a long skirt. But this is the materialistic things. We're talking about the outside facts how she will be where. But the most important thing to Hashem is the inner connection between your child to the values you try to make the connection between them. And the only one who can make this connection is your own child. And the only way to get it, this point is simulation. When you simulate your child for um, spiritual experiences, this, this is the only way you can, you can push him to be want taste these experiences. But you cannot force him Definitely. You cannot do that. You cannot take your child spirit and demand it what to feel, what not to feel. So the process of the internalization of the values that we try to inherit in our child is try to simulate him. And first of all, it has to beginning from your own model. I mean, when a father sits with his son in a shul, and the father really wants to be close to Hashem, really wants to feel connected in his tefillah to Misha Amar Ve'ayah Olam, the greatest leader 
of this world. You don't have to be so tzaddik. Even if you're plain Jew, but you really want to close to Hashem, and you take your own tefillah seriously, even if you're a child playing around you, and he doesn't notice, in your perspective, to your tefillah, he starts a process of stimulation. Because Hashem created our children with very, very um, huge will to, to imitate, to copy the behavior of their parents. It's by their nature. And when we remember that, when your child look at you doing something, he wants to copy it. That's the, um, um, the code how Hashem created the child. When your child notices that you um, enjoy for, from something, he tried to copy it. He will try to find what is the pleasure in that action. When he sees you, that you take your davening seriously, and you yourself, blessing Birkat Amazon, seriously, not with squeezy face, like a squeezy lemon. No. There are people think that to blessing in Kavone, it means to be in a very, very serious and sad phase, just like a squeezed lemon. That's it. Do you really think your child wants to be squeezed lemon? Do you believe it? Who is the crazy one who wants to be suffering? Who is the one? So we are always pretending that we are great tzaddikim, and we cheat our children that we're tzaddikim, and we want sniut, we want everything. But do you really express in your own home the feeling of satisfaction from keeping shmirot, from keeping Torah mitzvot? You're expressing in your home enjoyment of following the Hashem orders, or you're always going like this, with a sadly face, just like quiz lemon. So what is the chance your child will be simulated to going after you? But there are most chances he will simulate it to be your total opposite. Completely opposite. So let's divide the issues. You can force your child, and you have to force him to do some things, I mean, about the issues of discipline, some things they, they are, have nothing to do with uh, uh, spiritual experiences. But when we're talking about something that your child has to developing, 
spiritual experiences, the only way is to simulate him. You can simulate him by you praising him. You express your good feeling when you saw good something good on his behavior. When you put your hands on his shoulder by hugging him and tell him, I really appreciate your deeds. I so enjoy to see my child. I'm proud of you. Warm words. We forgot about these simple principles, unfortunately. We forgot about it. What about the encouragement? But what about telling him how much you feel satisfied that you have your own child? I'm proud of you, my son. You sat with me in a shul. That meant the fact that he didn't davening, that he didn't read the text from the Siddur. It's not important. What really important is what he actually did. You did something. I appreciate you. I'm proud of you. I love you. We forgot it. Unfortunately, we forgot it. I have a lot of articles in the new website that Zat Hashem will be on air, I believe, in that month. We will make the announcement on the radio. I warmly recommend you to read these articles because it gives you the whole picture. What we can say in one radio show is not enough. But remember... To separate the things. Discipline has to be by orders, commands, with the tone of commands. That's right. But discipline means demands which not, um, without needing a mental sources for follow your orders. I mean, take your pajama, arrange your things, Go take a shower, eating time, bedtime. It has nothing to do with the, uh, the, the spiritual experience. But when we're talking about the core of education, Avodat Hashem, the whole concept of Avodat Hashem is spiritual experiences. The only way is simulation. Simulate your child, and you will see miracles. Dear listeners, I'm inviting you to keep send us your questions and your comments by text message via 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398, or you can call us 718-683-5858. We're going to a small musical break and We'll be right back with another issue and with part of your text messages. Go ahead.
מאזינים לתוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. Understand? 
when we're talking about something that the focus has to be on the inner spiritual experiences, we use only simulation. But when we're talking about practical things, I don't let you uh, to go uh, to your bed too late, or I want you to come for the table, and I want you to eat right now, and I want you to not uh, uh, go on the couch. You can use discipline. There is no any contrast between those two things. Well, one more uh, text. Thank you for your answer. Uh, what can I tell her when she asks me why other Jews are not wearing tzniot? Well, it's not a simple answer. I mean, uh, her question is very simple. But I don't know what things standing behind her question. You understand? So you ask, what is the general answer you have to say that? We have mercy on it. Not all Jews well aware to the importance of Tznut. We well aware. I respected you, my dear daughter. I will not let you to be um, 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 it's culpable, I think, yes, I say in English, I don't know the word. I will not let you to be unrespected outside there. There are, there are Jews. They know well aware a did fact. So maybe we should pray for them. Maybe we should say Perikteilim for them. But the, the, the answer of your, the attitude has to be, we have mercy on those Jews. Well, one more. The next question of you. Um, I grew up in a very warm and loving home. My husband... On the other hand, grew up in a forcefully environment, and he really works hard to do the right thing for our children. Sometimes it's his nature reaction to be forceful, and he doesn't like when I try to stop him. Do you have any good suggestion for me? Well, yes, I think that you have to sit every day or maybe um, every two days to learn something together about this topic. I mean, think about, even about the mitzvot of Hashem. If your husband has an irat shamayim and he sees how Hashem um, behavior uh, for him, I mean, Hashem also have a lot of mercy for us. Hashem also stimulating us to to work to to serve Him. I mean, if you ever had one good prayer, you felt at this moment that you're so close to Hashem, and it's so pleasant experience that each one of us, I believe, had experience for one or twice time in his entire life. So when we actually doing a great mitzvah from the bottom of the heart, we feel so pleasant, so pleasure. We feel good feelings. 
that's actually simulation for the next time. When you're doing good, when you do, when you do something good, when you help people, you feel satisfied. Where this satisfaction came from? This is the nature that Hashem made. This is actually the principle of simulation. Speak with it for, you know, a, a constant cheer together and speak on it because you actually grew up in a warm and loving home. So you can do it. And if Hashem gave you this specific husband, it means this is your own private project. And you are the only one who can influence his mind. And the whole thing you have to do is just hishtadlut. Hashem demands us to be mitkadem, to try, to put an effort. And even if you not succeed, don't fall down. Because what Hashem demands you is just trying. And it has to be the same system with your husband. Try to simulate him to be mercy on his child. Do not force them to do something. When you speak on it, again and again, you speak and you learn together, it's actually raise up your conscious. And when it's coming up from subconscious to conscious, the entire life became to be, becomes to be something else. I wish you luck. Next message. Dear Rabbi, my 10 years old daughter is not learning well in school. As a result, she isn't confident. I want to take her to someone that does spatial exercise for concentration. My husband says it's nonsense. Should I push for it? I don't know your 10 years old daughter, but you have to remember every single appointment with a professional person actually affects um, the confidence of the child. It means when your child sees that you take him for someone specialist, he feels like a sick person that has to go to the doctor. The very fact that he has to be in this kind of appointment affects his position, his confidence. I'm not saying that you, say you have to send all professional person, you know, out, out of question. No, I'm not telling that. But I'm telling that we have to deeply test and we have to think about it very, very well if it's so necessary. And the only condition to make this decision is what am I going to lose? If I lose from not taking her to a professional person, I lose more than if I take her so we choose the second uh, chance, the, the second option. We shall take her. But we have to consider 
every single meeting with a professional a person uh, affected the child's confidence. That's why, uh, personally, when I have to see uh, a child or teenage, I'm asked for parents, please introduce me like someone who can arrange yeshiva for him or someone who can arrange, arrange him uh, a new job or something like this. Like this. Just don't uh, present me as a professional, as someone who is going to test you. It's not good for her. Now, this is a general comment, but specific comment for you. You're talking about 10 years old, and you're talking about learning issues. You're not talking about behavioral issues. I don't think it will be necessary to take her. 10 years old, you can sit with her. You can learn with her. Take some time for her. Make time clear for her that you can sit with her even 15 minutes a day or 15 minutes every couple days. It will be good. And please express her more warmth, more love. This is this is the key question of most of uh, focusing disorders or something like this. I don't know what is your specific uh, child's uh, problem, but in general, warmth and love just make miracles. Now, the listeners, I don't know if we have plenty of time to the next topic, so I'm inviting you to keep send us your quest question uh, by text messages. Uh, phone number for texting is 347 927-8398. I repeat, 347-927-8398. Uh, we're going to a small musical break, and then we shall read the rest of your questions. Rezat Hashem, we finish this radio show. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Took hold of her heart 
and her senses. Mama Rachel cry for us again. Won't you shed a tear for your dear children? If you raise your sweet voice now, as then the day will come. Mama Rachel cry for us again. Won't you shed a tear? Children, be zichutech, v'shavuvanim ligulam. In a roadside grave, she was laid to rest. In solitude forever, but her voice gave hope. To the broken hearts of her daughters and sons bound for exile. When her plaintive cry gained divine consent, a challenge to her maker. Can the mercy of mere flesh and blood run deeper than yours, our Creator? Mama Rachel, cry for us again. Won't you shed a tear for your dear children? If you raise your sweet voice now, as then the day will come. Mama Rachel, cry for us again. Won't you shed a tear for your dear children? Your voice is still as you heed the call of Miniko Elech Mibechi. It's our Father's will, He who made us all. There we ask of you to defy. Yet a frightened child, numb from pain and grief, remains forlorn and uncertain, clinging to the faith. Mother, 
even if it's difficult to understand, remember the Kesha of that feeling. The listeners, I want to thank you for listening to this radio show. My phone number for you, if you want to talk with me privately, you can reach me at 917-8094-944-917-8094-944. And this is the number if you want to dedicate um, units of 500 uh, CDs, free distribution for Eluina Shammai. You can do it by me. We hope to Tzorotovot and good news from now forever. That's the ha. I'm Sheikh Shavuotov.